Hi guys, my name's Eileen and this is the Lavender Lifestyle, the podcast on lifestyle design for millennials. I am a YouTube creator, blogger, singer, musician, and artist of life. And I'm here to guide you to become a master artist of your life. You can create the life that you've always imagined. Life is an art. Make it your masterpiece. So you're given one body to live in for this lifetime. Love it for what it is and love it fully. Love your body. So today I'm going to take it way back, back to elementary school. Physically, I was kind of an early bloomer. You know, I had my period start when I was nine years old. I think I was in fourth grade at the time. So my body kind of started developing early on. And I didn't realize it was happening, but I think I was probably like one of the first girls to like start wearing a training bra in school and all of that stuff. Like I was just growing. So one day in fourth grade, I was in class just like bending over to grab something. And a boy was like, dang, look at her butt. And I was like, oh my God, my butt? Like I have a big butt? And that was like really embarrassing. I honestly, that was the first time that I had ever become fully aware of my body. I think as a kid, you don't even think about your body, whether it looks good or doesn't look good. Like you just go outside and you play and you don't think about that kind of thing yet. But that moment was what really sparked my insecurity around my body. So from then on, I started to kind of compare myself to other girls, whether it's like girls on TV or magazines or girls in my class. And I noticed that I didn't really look like the ideal model or like I didn't look like those tall, slender, pretty girls. I just had a different body. And I would be like, why can't I have their body? Why can't I just look like them? Why can't I just be a little bit thinner? And I remember in class, like I would be, if I was sitting next to another girl, I would just like look down and like compare our thigh sizes. Like I just, I would notice that mine is bigger and I would just be frustrated. Like, why are her so skinny? (laughs) And that kind of like went on throughout high school. And in high school, I read Seventeen magazine. And in those magazines, they always had this like health section where they had some workouts that you could do. And I think throughout high school, I would just like, you know, I'd rip those pages out and start doing those workouts, doing whatever I could to change my body and to like get a thinner thighs, a smaller waist. And I mean, I would get motivated to work out and then I would do it for a week or two and then I would just like get discouraged, get unmotivated, lazy, and I'd stop. And I just kept going on this like roller coaster of like getting really into working out and getting lazy, getting really into it again, lazy. Like I just, I was never consistent with it. At the end of the day though, I always wish I had someone else's body and I don't think I ever fully loved or accepted my body. I went through my phases through the next years of like getting into running, swimming, doing Zumba. But at the end of the day, I didn't really stick with any of them. I just always fell off. And lately, I mean, I'm talking about this topic because I started to do hot yoga at this yoga studio. And it's my first time like committing to a yoga studio. I've been going like two to four times a week for the past couple months. And Honestly, I finally feel like I found something that I'm super excited about. Like I love going to that yoga studio. It's so fresh and calming and just going there, leaving my day behind and working out and like breaking a good sweat because it's heated. So I 
finally found something that I could really look forward to. And I really try to make yoga fit into my schedule because I genuinely love it. And what yoga has done, it's really taught me to love my body, to fully appreciate what my body does for me, how strong my body can be, and most importantly, to just be gentle with my body and not force it to do too much, not be aggressive with my body. And I think previously I had just been aggressive with my body. You know, when you go to those gym workout classes, they're always telling you to like push, 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 push it so you can get results. And it's really intense. And I mean, I guess it can be good for your body, but it's not good for the way that you feel about your body. It's kind of like you're angry at your body. You want to push it to be something that it's not. So I realized that previously my workouts were all like very aggressive and intense and I've always been trying to force my body. And this is the first time that I've found something that is really about loving and appreciating what your body can do right now, being gentle with it, not trying to force it to go too hard. Just just do what you can right now and that's okay. So it's amazing what consistency and practice can really do because after just a couple months, I really see results with my body. Like I notice myself getting stronger and more flexible and that's really motivating. But most importantly, I really learned to love and appreciate my body for what it is right now. So today I want to share some quick tips on how to love your body. The first tip is to be grateful for your body in the first place. Think about how many years your body has carried you through life. It's really supported you every day, every night, every week, every year, whatever. It supported you even though you didn't always support it back. So your body is doing so many things at once to keep you alive. There's really so many moving parts that you aren't aware of, and that's something to be grateful for. The next tip is to find a way to move your body that gets you really excited. So your body is meant to move. We have all of these joints, all of these moving parts. So keep exploring until you find a workout that you really, 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 really love. I don't care if it's like running, swimming, dancing, martial arts, maybe even walking around your neighborhood for like 30 minutes every day with a friend. Make time to love your body on a consistent basis. That's how you take care of your body and show it love. And the last tip on how to love your body is you must give in order to receive. So you have to give your body the time, attention, and care it deserves. If you don't, that's when your body responds by getting sick or getting really tired easily. So you have to love your body so that it can love you back. So again, my tips on how to love your body are be grateful for your body, find a way to move that gets you excited, and finally, give in order to receive. Now I am so excited to bring on my first guest on this show. Her name is Jazz and she's my dear friend. So Jazz is a blogger, coach, and certified yoga instructor. And today I just kind of want to pick her brain on how she feels about loving her body and her story on her relationship with her body. Hi. Hi, Jazz. Ah, I'm so excited you're here. Oh my gosh. I love hearing your story and and just being able to connect on this topic with you today. 
Yeah, no, thank you. I so appreciate you being here because I know that you're all about like body love and I see you doing all these cool workouts. So let's jump in. Tell me your story on how you grew to love your body or what is your relationship with your body look like? Yeah, so I'd say my relationship with my body really started when I began to to seek a little bit more inside. Um, and I think one thing that really pushed me to seek inward was I started to realize that everything that I was seeking outward, I don't know whether it was makeup as a teenager or even fitness as an adult, I just consistently would just hear these thoughts in my head. And one thing really kind of made it really clear to me was when I when I heard someone say that my body was their ideal their ideal figure. And I was like, Oh my God, like really? Like I was so, first of all, I was, I couldn't even believe it. I was just like, you know, there's that initial, like, you must be lying, (laughs) you know? Um, and then it's like, a like, then it was like a shock and then it was like a general confusion. And I mean, and even today I first have to preface that your, my relationship with my body is in, in, involving relationship. And it's never something that every single day I'm like, Oh my God, I love my body. Yeah. You know, like partying (laughs) in front of the mirror naked, (laughs) even though I try to. Um, but I just want to say that, like, I think that that is actually the most beautiful part about having a relationship with your body is that it isn't Every day isn't the same. Every day you don't feel like you love your body. And I think that is also what makes it so special is that you do have to put an effort into loving your body every day. And it's a decision every single day. And um, it's also something that, you know, allows you to practice being here and being present with how your body feels today versus yesterday and and so as far as my journey goes, like I mentioned, I started seeking inward when I started to realize that it was all perspective um, because, you know, this this girl was telling me that my body was her ideal weight and, and that process of, you know, first being like shocked and then confused and then really just asking myself more and more questions until I really figured out that it was my decision. <laughs> awesome. If it's your decision, decision to what? To see what she saw and oh, then okay. also to create um, and to decide to love my body. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so this was just a huge lesson um, and a huge reminder every single day that loving your body doesn't start outward. It doesn't start with, I wouldn't even say it starts with eating or Mm -hmm. physical fitness. It starts with your mind Mm -hmm. and it starts with deciding that today I am going to love myself. I'm going to think the thoughts that I need to think in order to feel the way I want to feel so that I can love my body and, and get the results that I want in my life. So I kind of want to go back and, you know, right now you're in a place where your relationship with your body has grown so much. And I'm sure, you know, if you go back many, many years, like you had to start somewhere because we all grew up, we were all children. And, you know, like I told my story about where my point of insecurity came from. Do you have a similar story or do you have any challenges? What were your like greatest challenges along this journey? 
Totally. I mean, everyone has insecurities <laughs> and I actually have been learning recently too, how important it is to, to vocalize those insecurities, um, to the right people and, and just to yourself to, to see that they're there and, and because the awareness is where it's going to start. But for me, I'd say just, you know, growing up, I, always felt like I was a little bit chubbier than most of the kids around me. And, um, I'm shorter. I'm definitely shorter than most, um, people <laughs> in general. I'm like five fun foot. sized. Yeah. I'm fun sized. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. And I'm Filipino American and I don't know if you know anything about Filipino food, but it's like super like fried and mm-hmm. like lots of fat and, um, and yeah, I love Filipino food. So growing up, I actually, my mom actually did cook really healthy food. Um, so I really think that's where it came from. But then at family parties, that's where, you know, you have like the fried stuff. And um, I ate a lot of that. But yeah, in school, within school, I always definitely was a little bit chubbier than most of the people in my age. And in fact, it's really interesting because looking back on it, I never really thought about it, but my, um, my pant size was bigger in junior high than it is today. Like, mm-hmm. um, so I was like a size seven. And I remember when I first started really f- like becoming athletic in high school and, and loving moving and just mm-hmm. being around a team and being around a community that like, just love to have fun moving. Um, you know, I looked back on my junior high in elementary days and I was like, whoa, like I was like a larger size. Um, I mean, I, I believe I went down like at least three sizes. So it did start really young, but, um, for me, the journey really came with giving permission to myself to, to move and to be around people who, who loved being active and and moving with me. But then, you know, even later on after, you know, after high school and all that stuff, my weight has fluctuated so much. Um, And I know that a lot of that weight fluctuation came from darker times in my life. And Mm -hmm. I learned that I was a really intense emotional eater. I Um, totally do that too. I was going to ask you about like emotional eating because I love sweets. Like I will dig for like carbs and sugars. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love sweets for sure. Mm -hmm. I still love sweets. And one thing that I'm currently like consistently working on and something I've been committed to since the beginning of the year is, is having the awareness and changing my perspective of food Mm -hmm. as comfort as entertainment as a reward which is how I learned about food mm-hmm. growing up yeah shifting it into this perspective of fuel mm-hmm. and this is something that I've known for years you know because I've been active you know food is fuel food is fuel but mm-hmm. oh my god like to actually live that to me was at first it was a joke like are you serious <laughs> like food is not fuel <laughs> food, food is, is like, fun <laughs> Fun. Yeah, food to me, food like, is fun and food is like yeah. a reward, which is, I know it's not the good mindset, but it's how we're raised. I don't know. Yeah. 
It's definitely how I was raised. And the thing that I'm really learning too, where I am right now with my relationship with my body and food is that, you know, it can be a little bit of both. In fact, especially if it's so deeply rooted in who you are, it will always be both. You know, Mm -hmm. you always have a little bit of that love for fun and, you know, entertainment and maybe even reward. But if you can primarily eat food as fuel, then, then you will have a healthy body. Mm-hmm. All right. So I want to bring it to yoga. Tell me about your journey with yoga and what about yoga has drawn you in? So my story with yoga is actually really interesting because I hated yoga for the mm-hmm. longest time. I mean, I my first class was, I think I was like 16 or 17. And I went to I probably went to a couple classes and I really didn't like it. I just didn't think it was intense. Um, I thought it was just very sceney, if mm-hmm. that's a word or whatever. <laughs> but, um, you know, it just wasn't the time in my life for, for yoga. And yoga came back. Yoga found me for sure. So, I mean, what I have to say is I totally relate because yeah. I did yoga at the gym. Like I've done gym yoga before, but I think I, for a time, I didn't like to do yoga because I was like, okay, for an hour, I can do yoga, but it's so slow and I don't really sweat. Or I could just like go on the elliptical or go run, which is like a better workout for me physically. So for a time, I just didn't want to do yoga because I'd rather do like Zumba or I'd rather, rather do something that's more intense that would be like a better workout for me. But recently like yoga found me too because like this new yoga studio that I'm at it's because my cousins like dragged me to go to that studio with them and then I fell in love with it and I think it really has to do with like where you are in your mind and in your spiritual practice right now Mm -hmm. yeah it's interesting for sure I totally relate I like I said I really didn't like yoga for the longest time Mm -hmm. um And I feel like yoga was trying to reach out to me for the longest time. You know, I had so many friends invite me to so many different classes. And then when when I sought out yoga, I was definitely in a phase in my life where I was looking for answers. And the underlying thing was I was looking to feel better inside. Mm -hmm. I just, I was, there, nothing was working for me outside, you know, like I was like, doing intense fitness. I was like, you know, I had so many awesome friends. I had like the dream job, but I just wasn't feeling good inside. And, and I knew from a couple of friends who have told me how much like yoga had changed their life. I thought I'd give it a chance. And I took a class and I loved it. And I think it, the, what makes it so different than any other physical exercise is it, it leads you through a journey in your mind mm-hmm. um, while you're able to physically move your body. And to me today, I don't even think about yoga as like an exercise, um, even though it, it is an amazing exercise, obviously. Um, but it, it is a spiritual practice for me. And for those of you out there who who don't even know what that means, like spiritual practice, because I totally remember just being like, why would I need a spiritual practice? <laughs> well, I think a good way to think about that is just like a practice of feeling your soul and feeling like what you're doing has purpose in this world. Even that message might need some massaging in your mind, mm-hmm. but I just encourage everyone out there um, who is looking for more in life to 
to seek what's going on in your, in your soul and inside. And, and you can call that a spiritual practice or you can just call it, you know, reflection. Right. And even it helps you like calm down your mind, which is like, cause your mind is the one that's so loud all day, every day. And yoga is somewhere that you can go and your mind quiets down. You focus on your breathing. And when your mind is quiet, that's like you're, you're feeling your spirit. So that's why it's a spiritual practice. Totally. Yeah. And, you know, the first couple times you look inside there, you might be a little freaked out. Um, <laughs> I totally remember when I first like felt things in yoga, I was really scared because you actually see these thoughts that you're thinking that are so destructive. Fear can take over. Fear does take over. And so in order to, to calm the mind and to, to really live a life that is full, I think it's so important to, to be aware of what's going on in there and, and clean up, clean up a lot of that stuff clean that's up. going on. Yeah. Right. All right. So I think I have to wrap it up now. And I just want to ask you to give like a one-liner, like what is the main message you want to leave with the audience today? The main message that I want to leave people with is that your thoughts are so powerful and they create every feeling that you feel every single second of the day. And every feeling that you feel creates your actions um, and, and how you love your body. So if you can start with thinking the, the thoughts that allow you to feel great about your body and want to nourish your body, then the actions will follow instead of right. you know, the, the reverse. Right. I love that. All right. So thank you, Jazz, so much for being here. I really appreciate it. You guys can find Jazz on YouTube, Life by Jazz TV, or Instagram at Life by Jazz, or on her blog, lifebyjazz.com. So yeah, I totally love what Jazz is saying. Like loving your body really starts with your mind and your soul. And I think I forgot to mention that in my part. So I'm so happy I brought her on so that she could contribute that part. So remember... You're only given one body to live in for this lifetime. So love it fully. Thanks so much for joining us today. My name's Eileen and you just listened to The Lavender Lifestyle, the podcast on lifestyle design for millennials. Bye guys. Bye.